everybody we are back with another episode of black women healing podcast and as always we have another special guest for you all um but before we get into introducing her um in its entirety we want to start off with a segment where we just have discussion and so a question we kind of thought about was um because it is black history month uh, what are some ways that you all celebrate Black History Month, uh, but also throughout the year? Because you know we celebrate Black History all year. Um, so, I don't know, Myra, what about you? What are you thinking right now when I ask that question? I don't, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I think that in our work, like with the podcast, we just naturally do that. Um, and then I also think about, you know, my work with my Film Scholar Girls and the way kind of helping them carry on, you know, their legacy, their intentions, things that they want to do. I think that I'm oftentimes a lot thinking about like, you know, these people that are the new trailblazers. And I think that for me, I oftentimes think about the people who paved the way in February. And so what I'm trying to do is, you know, pay homage to those people a little bit more. Um, If I can share, I have this book and it's like 365 pearls and it has like African proverbs in there and it gives you a daily reading. So I think that helps me to remind myself of, you know, people who have paved the way because it has a little bit of like, you know, the people that we know and then a mix of people that we don't really talk about as much. So I right. think that's what comes to mind for me. What about you? Um, yeah, I, it is what, you know, that's why I, when I ask this question, I'm like, well, technically, we you know, we most definitely celebrate it all year just in our work. Um, but I for sure, like just thinking of... <clears throat> the difference the different experiences that our ancestors have gone through which have led us to have such thick skin which has led us to have to make humor out of the worst situations y'all know that all these memes on instagram is usually black people we are hilarious Mm -hmm. um but i think that just continuing to break down some of the the generational patterns that we have um accrued over all these years has been been really I guess you could say a way to to celebrate and honor but also uh you know to continue getting better um I I don't know about you all but I have I, I for sure have prayed uh to my ancestors um and it's a feeling that I've gotten that in those times that I've specifically prayed it's like a very out-of-body experience but um yeah, I don't think about this enough, but it's just a question that was on my mind. What about you, Angela? Oh, every day, every moment, you know, I celebrate, you know, Black history, being a Black woman in this U.S. of A. You know, it's not a moment that doesn't, you know, go by where I'm not praying or, you know, getting strength from my ancestors as well. You know, that's just something that I think, you know, in the past we've lost connection with, but something that, you know, recently or more recently, I'm seeing more people realizing the need to do that and get that inner strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I do it every day, you know, social media, promoting people to be the best version of themselves, you know, so every day, 24-7. <laughs> I love hearing that. So today, as you can hear, Angela is our guest. And Angela is one of my close friends' mothers. And, you know, she talks about her all the time. And I randomly ran into her working out. So I'm like, okay, I got to have her on here. My friend is always like, she has such a great story. You will love her. 
So let me go ahead and jump into her bio. So born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, Angela first became interested in photography after watching her grandparents capturing photos. Aww. As a little girl, she asked her grandfather to show her how to use his camera. Who knew that her love of photography will remain with her for the rest of her life? As with most journeys, hers would not be without challenges. In 2010, she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. The following year, she lost her grandmother to breast cancer, and there were a number of WTF situations that kept popping up. Though she was always into being fit and considered herself to be healthy, yoga was a missing piece that she needed to assist her in grounding and developing a renewed self. It was that strength that brought her inner lotus to rise above the waters and fully blossom to the yogi, fitness enthusiast, plant-based food creator, and photographer that she is today. Oh my gosh, it's so cool to like read this and like hear all these things about you. Wow. So I want to go ahead and jump in and ask, how did you decide to make the move from Cleveland, Ohio to California and anything you miss about your hometown? My daughter is the reason why I had made the move from Cleveland to California. California was never on the list of places to be. Um, so bringing her out here, it was um, her and her girlfriend, you know, it was her birthday. And we decided to come to San Diego. And my daughter, Andy, fell in love with San Diego. She's like, I'm moving here. I was like, girl, go ahead. I'll see you. <laughs> And um, who would have known that when I came out here, she talked me into coming out here. She was like, you know, you're always talking about do things, live life to the fullest, just jump in, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but I did want to move from Cleveland. It just wasn't to California. Um, and I had selected North Carolina. So she's like, what's in North Carolina that's not in California? I took 15 seconds too long to answer that question because I really couldn't answer it. And she said, see, that's exactly why you need to come to California. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was it. Um, and being out here, you know, we both realized and kind of circling back to what we were just talking about as far as with the ancestors. Mm -hmm. Um, we realized that it was like the universe talking through her mm. to convince me, you know, because like I said, I, mm -mm, I talked so much crap about California over the years. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for always, you know, teaching her and us together, you know, making sure that we always have a connection, mm. you know, she's like, I'm good with California. It's okay. Me, I'm like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as like home, Cleveland, that's where all of our family is at. So do I miss Cleveland per se? Mm, I mean, we get like bad weather. How many months out of the year? Is it 12 months? So maybe Cleveland gets um, maybe 11.75. Anyway, let me stop. I love Cleveland. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just a journey. You know, I was born and raised in Cleveland and just like when you have plants, you know, in order, sometimes that plant can get root bound mm. and you need to repot it in a bigger pot mm. for it to grow. So I, I think that answers your question. <laughs> Is that a quote you made up? Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to, I would tell, share that with, um, 
my fitness classes over the years, you know, um, back in Cleveland, I was teaching fitness classes and everything. So it was always, I always had to come up with ways to get people to understand, you know, what I was trying to say, you know, it's like when talking with women, you know, we have to say things in a certain way that we understand when you're talking with men and I'm not a sports person, but it's like, you know, you got to think of when you are trying to get to the field goal into the hoop of the ball or something. I don't know, but <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> Make it relatable to whoever you're talking to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so um, in noticing today's episode, we're really it's like talking about life journeys and just like listening to Angela's bio, if you haven't noticed, she's been she's been and she's continuing to go through these life journeys. And so just asking, uh, can you give us a brief overview of your thyroid cancer journey? Please feel free to share as little or as much as you want with that question. Oh, I I share a lot of it. Um, and you know what? I first need to say I'm I'm rude. Let me apologize. I didn't first thank you both for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. Um, I don't know where my manners were, you know, I just get to chatting. Um, (laughs) But prior to me having thyroid cancer, um, I had already made the decision of being fit. Um, I think Andy was, Andy, I think was seven. And, you know, we all go through challenges in life. Um, And we also have to realize that these challenges are just part of the growing process. So when Andy was young, yeah, she was seven. And um, I had, her dad and I had divorced and it was just going through those moments. I'm like, oh, you know, I gotta get things right. And I was sitting on the couch (laughs) and Andy, comes over and I'm like looking at myself and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm so fat. I'm like, look at my stomach. She was like, mommy, you're not fat. You just have extra skin. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh. (laughs) And, you know, as part of our culture, um, you know, I, I love my family to death. But at the same time, I didn't want to see myself as being growing older and having major health issues, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So much of our culture, we're, you know, it's, we have to break a lot of the cycle. But anyway, so much of our culture when we get older, is just like, well, it's acceptable to have high blood pressure and have all these ailments. And it was like, no, it's not. And it's not cute either, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So I had made that decision, you know, I can't be like this. You know, I have a daughter and children emulate what they see us do. And there was no way in this world that I was going to, you know, let my daughter think, okay, we're going to continue with this cycle. Watch your mama get older. You watch your mama get, you know, lose her, her physical priorities or whatever, and then just have all these health issues. So I started my health journey way back then. I'm like, oh no, I got to get it right. Um, You know, change my eating habits. But um, a lot of people think when you're changing your eating habits to a healthier lifestyle, it's not just a salad. (laughs) 
No, um, it is, it's all, you know, there's exercise, it's all of that. So, you know, I found myself, you know, I was like, oh, no fried foods. I don't care family reunions, rolling their nose up, nothing. No, I ain't eating that, you know? So, <laughs> and, you know, as a culture, we do sometimes, you know, fall into where your, your mama, your grandmama, whatever. It's like, you don't want to eat some of this apple pie? No, I'm good. Mm -mm. Nah. So sticking with that, exercising and eating right. Um, and I ended up changing physicians at one point and I had like a, a goiter on my neck and I had it for quite some time. And a goiter is just this large. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. You were explaining already. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. A goiter is a large mass of tissue. And um, it was on my neck for quite some time. I used to go to the endocrinologist and, you know, they would um, do like an ultrasound and they were like, mm, you know, it's my, it's cosmetic, you know, we can remove it, but you know, it's up to you. So in my mind, I'm like, it's cosmetic. Cool. I don't need, I don't want to do surgery. Who wants to do surgery? Um, right. So, <laughs> so, um, after a while I had ended up changing physicians and, um, I had remarried and, <laughs> um, so that was the reason for changing physicians. And, um, the new endocrinologist had asked me, had I ever had a needle biopsy? And I was like, what is that? And she said, well, if you had that, if you have to ask, then you did not have it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> so I had this needle biopsy done and what they do, they take this really thin needle and stick it into the mass of tissue and send it off for samples. So she does that. And mind you, I'm at my physical peak right now. You know, my little six pack is coming in, you know, I'm eating good, you know, I'm just, great everything body fat i'm at the top of my health and he comes back and they're like mm, we see um some gray matter i'm like what the heck does that mean so you know right for i'm thinking gray is neutral okay it's not black it's not white it's gray so it's in the middle we good <laughs> no um so with this gray matter she said you know there's something that's kind of unknown um you know we want to you know look into this a little further lo and behold um then um I'm diagnosed and I was told I had thyroid cancer so I was like hmm how did that happen you know cuz when you hear the word cancer you kind of freak out mm -hmm. <laughs> right and then for me, not freaking out, my thing is, all right, well, cancer is, is it, what stage is it at? You know, cause now you're thinking all of this and then you're assessing, what did I do? Because people don't understand the reason why we have a lot of the diseases that we do get within ourselves is because we're putting something in ourselves. Okay. That will cause our body to react in a not so positive manner. So for me, I'm like, okay, I work out, I'm eating right. Mm, cancer for real? So they did the, they had to do two surgeries. They had removed part of the thyroid. And um, just to touch a little bit on the thyroid, your thyroid uh, regulates your metabolism. You know, it's like that 
part of the engine that's like, let's rev it up if we need to. So they did the first surgery um, and then they had to do another surgery to totally remove the thyroid. And again, and you know, I had, I was married at the time and he's crying and then why are you crying? This is me. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized at that point, I'm like, girl, you are still eating steak, you're Mm. eating beef, you're eating chicken, you're eating cold cuts, you're eating meat, right? So the majority of the foods that I ate were uh, plant-based foods, but the industry teaches us that your protein has to come from meat. And we're silly enough to believe it. I mean, look at a cow. You don't see a cow out here trying to attack a tiger. You see a cow out here grazing on grass, right? Right? Mm -hmm. You don't see an elephant out here trying to, you know, handle a lion. You see the elephant eating plants, right? you know? So, you know, looking back at that, I was like, oh, yeah, dang it. So having the thyroid cancer and looking back from that moment, I was like, oh yeah, no, Mm -mm. I did this. So, you know, by accepting that, it was like, how do I fix it? So by doing that, you know, I'm like, I'm good. I don't care about a steak. I don't care about no fried chicken. I don't care about fried pork chops. All that stuff that, you know, we've grown up to eat. I don't care about it. Dairy, see you later. Don't want to have you. You know, so I was looking at all of these doing my own research. Doctors, sadly, they don't really tell you all of this. They will give you a prescription to fix that issue, which then can turn to another issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So by taking charge of that, And you have to, when it comes to yourself and your health, you have to know your body. You know, Mm -hmm. um, people that sit up here and think, oh, well, you know, cancer just picked me. Mm -mm. No, cancer doesn't pick, cancer just is not sitting on a bench and is like, you look like you would be a great candidate for me to just go jump into. Mm -hmm. No, that's not how it happens. Thank you so much for giving us an overview of <clears throat> both your health fitness journey and even just like you getting the thyroid cancer diagnosis. Um, I really like talking to you right now is making me think like you just said, it's really about individuals, like your individual body and your individual like functioning, meaning that are, is in, and correct me if I'm wrong. And like, so basically, would you say that someone else who ate steaks and fried chicken, they may or may not, you know, uh, be diagnosed with some of these health concerns just because everybody has their own individual kind of like mm-hmm. bodily functions mm-hmm. and you understanding your own body, that's what really is the most important. Yes, you know, it is individual, but it's also understanding the industry of food. The food industry is but a multi-billion dollar thing. Um, And people given their lifestyles, it's so easy for someone to go and grab something, you know, that 
in essence, you know, a steak, I mean, is extremely high in cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've seen people, you know, men and women at the top of their game that can get some type of an illness, but it's like, what, you know, what were you consuming? Mm-hmm. You know, we can't eliminate all of the toxins or the environmental uh, uh problems that are in food altogether. I mean, we sit up here starving, you know, but knowing your body and knowing what you're putting into it, there's, I mean, there's risk to a lot of things. Um, but I can't, I won't say, you know, I, I don't shun anybody that will eat steak or chicken. You go right on the hip, but understand what is your lifestyle around that, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you're eating meat solely to get protein, then that's not it. You know, protein comes from the plants. Um, If you're eating meat solely because you're like, I I don't want to eat anything other than meat because meat just tastes good. And I'm just going to eat a steak every day. That's your individual preference. But there's also a risk. You know, you can keep putting your hand over that fire, but eventually you'll ask, ooh, I'm sorry. You can curse. (laughs) (laughs) We curse. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, oh thank goodness eventually your ass gonna get burnt <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely here in cleveland ohio coming out look i was i'm trying to keep her right sometimes she just she just <laughs> jumped out she's like i'm in here <laughs> we like it um but so this this next question was really talking about like changes that you have incorporated in your health since your diagnosis. One of them I for sure here is cutting out this meat. <laughs> Anything else that you would say that you incorporated? Uh, dairy. Um, mm-hmm. When I say my eating habits, <laughs> like I said, I you know I'm certified personal trainer, and you know the industry teaches like I was talking about protein. And it used to be Fridays or Saturdays, girl. <laughs> it was like, what are we having for dinner? We're going to Pizza Hut and get that Pizza Hut meat lovers per- pan pizza. You know, the one that got the bacon, the ham, all that stuff. The, you know, I'm a heart attack pizza. I love Pizza Hut. I have nothing against Pizza Hut. But anyway, um, you know, <laughs> I was like, no, this, this has to change. Um, giving up meat was not a challenge for me because I'm worth it. Mm. And I think a lot of people lose sight of, do I want to satisfy the need of this mental taste or do I want to have longevity in life? Mm. You know, it's a balance. Um, you know, and I think when it comes to your health and well-being, people have to not only look into themselves and determine what is the goal, you know, and also know how you are physically, um, you know, but what do you need to maintain that? People will take more effort to go get their oil changed in their car every 3,000 miles or whatever that case is than rather to be consistent with their own individual health needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so with meat, because I used to eat it, um, and realizing that you only got to tell me once I had cancer, that's enough. You know, like when your mother used to say, yeah. you got one more time, yeah, one more yeah. time. 
Nope, no more time. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by me being healthy and fit prior to, it was a no-brainer. I was like, what? Uh-uh. Nope. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be at the doctor's office again. And they're like, your cancer is back. And I think that too also plays a major part for people who have been diagnosed with cancer, um, different types, and then have to go through chemo and then fall back into the same routine that they had before thinking that chemo was the issue and then their cancer comes back and then they're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. See, it's a sign, you know, you, you have to change something, right? I'm curious about um, your mental health journey in the midst of all these other journeys that you've experienced and how you maybe like come to a more stable ground now, or I don't know, like what the word would be, because I'm thinking about how, like when you add in, you know, a plant-based diet, when you add in yoga, when you add in, you know, being more, you know, active, I know that there's a shift in your mental health in that. So I'm just curious about, you know, your mental health journey, if you're thinking about it, along this other journey that you've gone on? For me, mental health is part of the whole well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, you've seen people, you know, you've seen your family members, you, adults in your family where there were stressors where they would take and they would be smoking or people take and they, you know, drink to remove all of that. Um, I think it's most important that when it comes to mental health, that you go deep within Mm. and not take some of the detours that life may have and take it and manifest that as I, I did something wrong. Why me? Why did I get the flat tire? Why did I catch him on the phone with another girl? Why did my job tell me that I'm getting laid off? What the hell is going on? Yeah. You know, so having the ability to say, all right, hold, pause. Let me, you know, look at this is, it is a must, you know, um, because things happen, yep. you know, and if you end up catching somebody, a, a guy that you're dating and he hollering at somebody else, he wasn't shit in the first place that, you know, it's like, you should be happy. <laughs> um, you know, if you end up getting a flat tire, you weren't supposed to go where you thought you needed to be at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, the job, if you get laid off from a job or let go. That's because you need to be doing something else that you were probably procrastinating for some time because you was working this gig. Yep. Um, so mental health goes along when I'm talking about fitness and well-being. Um, you know, having that moment to just breathe. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are those moments where you really, really have to breathe because you want to choke the shit out of somebody. And, you know, it's like. Let me take a moment. Let me separate myself from the situation and then I can come back to it. Um, Being connected with yourself, being connected with the universe is the utmost important Mm -hmm. Um, because you have to allow yourself to have that connection. And then that way, when you do, like we were also mentioning earlier, you're able to hear the 
advice that is sent to you in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that. We're definitely going to be using that as our pot clip. <laughs> that was good. Go so, ahead on <laughs> So I'm curious in thinking about like your photography, you have such beautiful work. How have you, if you have found healing in your photography work, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh my gosh. My photography is, uh, it's, it's love. It's also connecting. Mm. Um, you know, for me being out in nature and nature is like, nature is sexy. Nature is so you're connecting. And for me to capture that through photography, it's like that moment where I see the sun glisten on this leaf mm-hmm. um, that, and it, it's being out in nature, you are, you also, that's also part of, you know, maintaining clarity, mental clarity, because you're disconnecting and you're seeing things that you wouldn't see in a car, right? You know, so photography allows for me to uh, capture all of that. It's, it's all again, it's that circle connecting. Mm-hmm. That was well said and very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these, you know, these episodes, this episode will be released in February. February been this month of love. Um, not just romantic love, right? But love in general. So question we have for you is how have you learned or or learning to love yourself? I have learned to love myself when I was, I learned my, I loved myself before, but I really loved myself when I was getting close to thinking that, all right, I'm about to lose it. You know, and I'm saying that like when you, with the cancer diagnosis, Mm. you know, and to love yourself. I mean, self-love is so important. You can't love anybody else or expect for them to love you if you don't love yourself first. It's not selfish, it's needed. You know, um, although I'm a mother and, you know, before I was a wife, I had to love myself. So many people or so many They just, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do for others because that's love. Well, it won't do you any good if you ain't here because you didn't love yourself because they'll still keep going. So, you know, I love myself, girl. Look, I I bought, no, I ain't going to say I I bought something that's also a big love item for myself. Well, (laughs) since this is coming out, nobody. (laughs) We know what you mean. But yes, um, self-love is very important. You know, do something for yourself every day. Mm. You know, do not, you are non-negotiable. I share this with everybody. You are your most valuable asset. Mm. Be treated like the most rare is diamond. That's self-love, period, dot. You know? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for that. And we really enjoyed you today. Thank you so much. <laughs> I enjoyed enjoyed sharing, you know, I'm glad that you guys invited me and, you know, allowed for me to have an opportunity to kind of share. Of course. We'll have you back again.
right, y'all, I really enjoyed this episode. And I kind of want, kind of, excuse my accent, I don't know where that came from. I kind of want to do a different takeaway this week. This is something I've been using for my clients and they found it to be super helpful. So I want to drop a gem. So we oftentimes think that, you know, to process things, we have to journal. Not everybody likes to journal. Sometimes I don't like to journal. Sometimes I feel like it's repetitive when people say journal and meditate. I'm over that shit. So something that I've been giving to my clients is two things. One thing is when it comes to affirmations, we also struggle with that. Oftentimes you're always saying like, affirm yourself, affirm yourself. Sometimes that's hard. Set a reminder on your phone to pop up at certain times of day when your negative thoughts pop up. And the, the affirmation can be as simple as I allow myself to walk in grace and patience. And you have that pop up for you and you don't even have to remind yourself to affirm yourself because you already get the reminder. The other thing I want to share is for the journaling aspect. For the journaling aspect, you can do something as simple as record yourself talking, label them, whatever your mood is. And when you're having like a difficult mood, you can listen to the happy recording that you might have. If you're having like, you know, I don't know, whatever mood that comes up, you can revisit these voice notes and listen to them as opposed to having to go dig out your journal, write these things and then try to remember what date you felt those emotions, go back and read that. So I suggest for you all to try those out. All my clients have loved it. I do these things myself. They're super helpful. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. I most definitely will incorporate that um, with myself, but also with um, my clients as well. So for me, listening to this episode or in talking with Angela, I just really enjoy journeys. Like the mm-hmm. fact that we continuously are going through through different things over the span of our lives. I think it's one to really appreciate and just recognize that where you're at tomorrow, you could be completely somewhere else. I mean, where you're at today, you could be completely somewhere else tomorrow. So being just really cognizant of, are you living in your journeys? Are you really taking it in and continue to enjoy that? Enjoy the ride. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I've come to realize my specialization as a therapist is helping people through journeys because, you know, there's so many different journeys that you experience. So, yeah, Uh, we also wanted to share a book that we will be reading for next month. So as y'all know, we um, shared that we were reading a book this month and we're reading a new book next month. The book is called The Guardians of Arisha and it's by Isaac John Paul. And we will share the link with y'all. And we hope that y'all will join in with us in reading this book. Let us know if you're interested in joining in with us, whatever, DM us, whatever. And we want to thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. Make sure to tell a friend, like, comment, subscribe. And again, we're dropping episodes every Monday.